All content discussed on Hypochondriactor are the individual opinions of Dr. Priyanka Wally and Sean Hayes and should not be construed as personalized medical advice. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. I'm Dr. Priyanka Wally, medical doctor and stand-up comedian. And I'm Sean Hayes, actor and hypochondriac. It's safe to say that I'm not America's first hypochondriac, but I am America's first hypochondriactor. Hi, Priyanka. Oh, hello. Hello there. How well, are hello. you? Oh, hello. <laughs> I, I, by, by the way, I saw some of your stuff and I uh, commented on your Instagram. It's oh, super funny. I saw that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, your, some of your stand-up stuff. It's really funny. Yeah, you know, I'm just, um, I think coming out of the pandemic, I, you know, I've been spending all this time, you know, clowning around, but I just wanted to yeah. get back into the kind of my old school stuff, like yeah. what got me into all of that. So yeah. thank you. Thank you. A that means reminder. so much coming from you. Well, please. <laughs> uh, uh, sadly. But um, <laughs> wait, I love that you said clowning around because anytime you say that word, I just think of you in clown school. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Right. Remember, Sean, getting the red nose in clown school is yeah. an honor. They don't give it to everyone. You can get one just being in my family by being an alcoholic. <laughs> but anyway. That's true. That's actually called rhinophyma. That's a real medical condition. Priyanka, it's the last yes. episode of the year. Oh my gosh. Can you believe it, Sean? Isn't that what? A, what another year. Another year. Another ailment. <laughs> How long has it been? Has it been two years or three years? It's I can't been tell. a little over two years. We've Isn't done 80 plus episodes. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it's wild. It, people keep calling in and telling <laughs> us about their ailments. I know. And I hope they don't stop. I love it. I mean, we got to keep doing this. That's all I have to say. Is there a medical story that you haven't shared about yourself that you'd want to or no? Huh. That's really interesting. Um, what is some... Oh, okay. I had a uh -oh. very rare ear issue when I was a resident. Oh, why have we never talked about this? I don't know. Actually, okay. It was called bullous meningitis. And, okay, meningitis is basically the medical term for inflammation of your eardrum. Meningitis, And bullous okay. is the medical term for a bullet, which is like a blister. Wait, so meningitis and meningitis. So menin right, men is... meningitis is inflammation of the brain meninges, which is the lining of the brain, the tissue that lines the brain, which is, uh, that's a very serious thing. I'm sure. And that's where the, the deodorant company got, by menin. <laughs> right? <laughs> God. No, is that any, not even close? Right? You know, no. they didn't teach me that in med school. All right. Unfortunately, that's a good way to memorize yeah, it. I, did, I didn't. I didn't get that education. So, um, anyways, I wake up in the middle of the night with this acute ear, ear pain, yeah. and I'm like, God, that really hurts. And then I f I hear this kind of like pop. You know, when sometimes you have water in yes. your ear and you're kind of clearing it out, and I hear this pop. And then my ear oh. sounds like there's water in it now. Uh -huh. And oh. I can't I can't hear now. And I went back to sleep because I was so tired. I was a resident. And I wake up in the morning and I go to work and I'm on the wards and I talk to my co-resident and I'm like, hey, in the middle of the night, my ear like hurt like a lot. Yeah. And I'm not really hearing that well now. Yeah. Can you just take a look while we're like in between seeing patients? So she grabs the otoscope, she looks in my ear, and she's like, you need to see an ENT. It looks, what? like, really bad. What, and I was what, what like, happened? really? What is it? 
So it was this case of bullous meningitis where basically I got this viral infection that put um, uh, blisters on my eardrum and the blisters burst. Popped, yeah. And I was like basically hard of hearing for like two weeks. Wow. Like I literally had to tell my patients like, hey, can you please speak up? Like I would yeah. literally lean in and be like, I can't hear you. Like a 95 year old with a Yeah, with a, I was like, a, yeah, I was like one of those of doctors. Yeah. yeah, I became one of those ye old born in the ear <laughs> doctors. Oldie timey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my and God. I, didn't I know lost that. my hearing for like two weeks. It was wild. Thank God you found it. I mean, oh my gosh, yeah, totally. It was a, it, I recovered fully, but it was so rare. It was a super rare case. And then they ended up presenting me and my case like to the other residents. Oh, wow. As like a test case to learn about bullous meningitis and all so this stuff. A, so so crazy. there's a silver lining. You got to be a little bit of a star. I mean, that right? is what, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it's, all, it's, it's all about the stage it's, time, Sean. I'm, I will right. do anything for stage you, time. Sure, sure. You want me to sign that? Yeah, I'm the one with the meningitis. <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you. Um, but wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Today's a special episode. Today's a special episode this, because... This is like a family episode. Yeah, my Why? husband, Scotty Icenoggle. Yeah. yeah, Scotty, Scotty Icenoggle. Oh, I and love Scotty so much. Have you... Um, other than Chicago, when's the first time you met him? You met him like a at year the before? house when oh, yeah. I when I came oh, over right. for a little photo shoot. Yeah. Oh my god, that was so long ago. It was. It was wild. Um, I have so many questions for you. First of all, this is so funny, right? Because you've always been on the show as this co-host, yeah. and now we're bringing on a family member. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, like the ethics of like, can doctors treat their own family members <laughs> kind of thing? It's yeah. like, I wonder what it's like for you, you know, because we're going to be asking Scotty all these questions oh, about please. what we're, he wants to talk about. We're an open book. I mean, I'm more yeah. of an open book than he is, clearly, because I'm like, yeah. hey, everybody, look at me. And he's a little more reserved. But you'll you'll yeah, so this will be an interesting couples therapy like oh dynamic God. for it could me. Go, it could go off the rails real quick. It could, <laughs> it could turn into a different podcast really fast. Oh. Just you just wait. All right. Well, um, let's get to it because this oh is my exciting. Gosh. I don't want to yes. leave him hanging, even though he's like in another room in the house. I know, the right? <laughs> the Are holidays. you guys doing it from separate separate yeah. rooms? Yeah, okay. you know, he's got his <laughs> so little adorable. office in the back. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. Oh my the, goodness. The holiday season is all about spending time with friends and family. So for our final episode of the year, we wanted to have my favorite person on the show, but he wasn't available. So we got my husband, Scotty Eisenagel. Oh my goodness. And there you are, Scotty. You're in the you're in the living room or where are you doing this from? He's, no, I'm in my my music studio. Ah, uh, the yeah. music studio. Yeah, okay, a little music studio. Well, so Scotty, nice of you hi. to join us. Well, so listen, nice. thanks for inviting me. <laughs> I was <laughs> You're like, thanks for making me do this. I know, basically, basically. Um, well, oh Scotty, my gosh, that's really I nice have so you. many questions but for you both. But here's the thing, Priyanka and I were talking yeah. before. I don't know if you could hear Scotty the whole stuff before I know, we were talking. Right? No. But I was oh, like okay. I was a little nervous because obviously I know you. <laughs> Yeah. Do I mean, you? This is, this, do you? But do we is, really? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, um, but you're my husband and of 16 years, by the way. Oh, yep. wow. Isn't that yeah. wild? That is a long, that's Send like help. longer Send than help. most people have been alive. Do you yeah, realize? I, like, like, that's like a whole adolescence I know, right there. Wild? Yeah. It, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy how long it's been. And yet it feels like endless is what it feels like. <laughs> no. It, 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 yeah. It feels great. 
Remind me again how you two met. I think, did, yeah, what's well, the, the story sh- again? Or the I short think, version. The yeah. short version is simply that I, I, I was the original DJ on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Mm-hmm. So whenever mm-hmm. she was done with her monologue, she'd throw it over to me back in my DJ days and she'd say, hey, there's Scotty K right over there. Yeah. And I would play the music kind of like, you know, the Paul Schaefer band kind of thing. Just play the pop music and get her over to her, uh, you know, landing yeah. area. And yeah, uh, yeah. so while I was there... He literally carried her over. No, yeah, literally carried her. But while I was there, um, I apparently, uh, somebody noticed me, a.k.a. Uh, Sean, mm. and uh, eventually Surely. kind of tracked me down and reached out and, and we eventually connected and it mm. was, you know, as I say, uh, yeah. love at first sight. There, there was a little oh. thing going on where, yeah, where, where I, I lied and I said, hey, I'm because I knew he was a DJ and he did these big parties and I was like, oh, yeah. hey, I'm, I'm going to do so I, on the phone, I was like, hey, thanks for taking my call. He's like, no problem. I was like, we, I might do a party. And then we met. And then at dinner, halfway through the conversation, he goes, wait a minute, there's no party, is there? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's just like, yeah, people, yeah. When, when, when people are courting, right, they'll come up with any possible excuse. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, do you want to come see my truck collection? Right, yeah. Like right. in yeah. the dirt, it's like, like pri- whatever. Priyanka, it's like when you called me. Yeah, yeah. Strangely, strangely <laughs> enough, strangely enough, Sean does have a truck collection, so that just kind of worked out fine. Yeah, right. Could you imagine? Oh, my goodness. Now, do you two celebrate the holidays? Like, do you two celebrate Christmas? What What's your kind of holiday traditions? We are uh, against all religious affiliates. We are against <laughs> no, any we joy. Celebrate. We're against joy. Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, no, no happy in the holidays. No, we don't okay. have any of that out. Of course. We both grew up like, you know, Right? Catholic families, yeah, yeah we, we celebrated yeah. everything, everything, yeah, yeah, Every totally. Holiday. And Scotty, how do you feel about it as we get older? How do you feel about Christmas? Is it as exciting to you, or are you just kind of like, uh, you know, um, here's another well, I think, one? I don't know. I, th- I feel like when you were younger, there was uh, kind of a inferred excitement because you were going to get presents and stuff that you liked right. as a kid, yeah, and right. yeah, yeah, and yeah. it really. You know, your your brain kind of goes a little bit into selfish mode about yeah. what what am I going to get? But now it's it's it sounds a little corny, but it really is just about being with the people that are closest to you that you love, yeah. family, yeah. friends, extended family, etc. And For sure. uh, and I kind of enjoy that more and more and more every single year. We are supported by Athletic Greens. Hey guys, um, as you know, I started taking AG1 because of the convenience, right? Because when you take like a vitamin or a pill or like a supplement in the morning and you take one and you take a gulp of water and no one and a gulp of water, it's just like so time consuming and it's like a lot of just extra energy and all the space that all those bottles take up on your countertop in your kitchen is just like such a waste of space. So I love the convenience of it and I love the taste of it and I love the gut health that it gives me, right? In the morning, And it kind of just is like a one-stop shop, takes care of all of it. So this is the best option for easy, optimal nutrition out there. You take one scoop of AG1 and you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. One scoop, one minute, once a day, every day. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash hypo. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash hypo to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
We are supported by Aura Frames. Gifts these days can lack a lot of personal touches. So for me, when you're sharing photos of your loved ones with people, that is such a way to really personalize a gift. Here's an idea to spread a little more joy this holiday season. Aura Frames for everyone. Named the number one best digital picture frame by Wirecutter, The Strategist, and selected as Oprah's favorite things three years in a row. Aura Frames are the perfect way to keep all your favorite faces in one beautiful place. Simply connect your Aura Frame to Wi-Fi and use the free Aura app to add unlimited pics and videos from anywhere in the world. Invite friends and family on the app and have them comment, heart, and send new photos to your frame. Preload with favorite photos and even a personal video message and no need to wrap because every box is ready to gift. Aura displays photos in true color and automatically adjusts for the light level of the room. At night, when you turn out the lights, your frame also turns off to save energy. Listeners can save on the perfect gift this holiday season and get up to $30 off Aura's best-selling frames. Just go to AuraFrames.com slash actor. That's A-U-R-A frames.com slash actor. These frames have been selling out every December, so get yours now before they're all gone. Terms and conditions apply. Now, I'm curious. So 16 years together, holidays for 16 years. There's got to have been an evolution in the way (laughs) y'all celebrate, right? Like the first (laughs) couple years, it it can't be the same as now. Like, how has that process been? Now now we just leave a bag of gifts on the (laughs) kitchen table and say, sorry, I didn't have time to wrap them. Yeah, and I just sort of sift through the bag, you know, uh, (laughs) trying to find mine. Which one? Looking at sizes. With a note that says, see it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I will say though, I I uh, got very nostalgic around the holidays, and I mm-hmm. would love to do, you know, a beautiful tree. And um, okay. I yeah. actually like putting lit, n- not not oh flame God, lit, but thing. like a little little candle <laughs> lights. Thing. It, this candle lights in the in the windows because I think yeah. it's so pretty, and yeah. I like yeah. to also put trim on the house. You know okay. that yes. whole thing. This is right. Can remember? I interrupt? Can I interrupt really quick? <laughs> no, I was gonna. I was gonna then say, okay. and Sean hated all of it. <laughs> no, I didn't. Hate, well, wait, I, Sean, why did you hate? Well, that? Si- sidebar, and then we'll get back to having fun. When my mom <laughs> passed, you know, like oh, I don't okay. know, like two, three years ago, three mm. years ago, I think. Uh, you know, she she lived for Christmas. That was the mm, time when the family mm. was, I mean, she went bananas. The house was, we were in debt because she wanted to get gifts, literally in debt. And she mm-hmm. would just keep getting deeper and deeper in debt just because she wanted everybody to have presents. So I don't know. I kind of associated it with, you know, my family not being around and not together because mm. I live here. They live there. Mom was sick, blah, blah, blah. And then she passed away. Mm-hmm. Long, long story. And we'll get right back to the joy. But so that's where that comes from. So I actually... Thank Scotty for a billion things, but one of the main things is to bring that joy back. Yes, and 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 the reason to celebrate. I was like, yeah, why don't we use this as an opportunity to celebrate mom yeah. and to celebrate families and yes. all that stuff, as opposed to being sad about it. So yeah, as a way yeah. to memorialize her and everybody you love, and that that may have been uh, gone or we lost mm-hmm. or anything. So it's a great way. But going back and, to the go ahead. Yeah, I, I mean, I just want to validate what you're sharing. I mean the process of reclaiming a memory and yes. making it something different and something of your own, that is part of healing. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's just so important to name that it, the holidays can be hard for a lot of folks yeah. that yeah. have experienced yeah. something really tragic or traumatic that constantly reminds them of that event when they experience the holiday. Yeah. 
yeah. and I think it's so critical to reclaim that memory. Well, especially around Thanksgiving and Christmas and stuff when it mm -hmm. is all about family, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, right. Or, or whatever you associate that with. Mm -hmm. But really quick, back to the candlelight. <laughs> candles okay, in the windows. right, right, right. So it started, it started real innocent. Scott is like, oh, I think this year, I don't know, it was 10 years ago, whatever, I don't know. Uh -huh. I think we should put candles in the window. I'm like, Burn, burning candles? No, he's like, no, the ones that you light with the light bulbs, you idiot. And I was like, okay, um, great. <laughs> so we got like four or five of them. Not okay. even kidding. We have like 50 now. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it's, when he says candles in the window, you know that song, yeah. candles in the window, yeah, yeah, spares, yeah. The spares, yes, we need a little Christmas. It is a <laughs> lot of Christmas here. Oh, I love that. A candle literally in every window. <laughs> yeah, and, and but it's way, lovely. And by the it's way, lovely. I even it's have lovely. them on the windows in the back, which well, nobody can see. Nobody can see. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. So that's just for your own stuff. <laughs> that, okay. That's my I, OCD. I have another question for both of you because do you guys know about the New York Times? 36 questions that lead to love. Do you know about that research no. project that was done? It's so interesting. It was a research project done by a couple of psychologists. And basically the name of the article is like, to fall in love, do this. And there are these 36 questions wow. in the New York Times. And you're supposed to go through the different sets of questions with your partner. And it's supposed to deepen your sort of relationship with it. So like, for example, like the first question is if you could have choice. What's their name? Uh, well, no, no, no. Yeah. It's, like, it's a little bit more intimate. Oh, it's it starts. Yeah. With, it starts with easy questions, and then as you progress, it gets deeper and deeper, and it ends with the two of you actually staring into each other's eyes for like, oh. I think three minutes, which is actually a very long time. Yeah. So like the yeah. first set of questions, it's like, given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Well, let's go oh. back to the staring at the eyes. We haven't, uh, we just made a rule <laughs> that when I come into the house or he comes in the house, we don't look at each other. We don't look at each other. <laughs> we, no. If we have to look at each other, we look at just above the eyes of the forehead. <laughs> yeah. That's what keeps the magic alive. Yeah. Keeps the magic alive. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Wait, so True. who would we invite to dinner? I think we both have the same answer. Yeah, but actually, you have to answer. Well, you could actually, you could have the same answer, but okay, yeah, ready? like one, yeah. two, three, Mozart. Do, oh. Oh, well, I was, yeah, was going I, 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 I was gonna say uh, uh, Steven Spielberg. Oh, or Steven oh, Spielberg. interesting. Yeah. Okay, and then the questions get more. So then, like the second set gets a little bit. Could there's like imagine, twelve questions. Could you imagine if you sent all thirty six questions right now and we're on this thing for three hours? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? People would totally listen to that. Let me tell yeah. you that. Oh, and every answer would I give. Know Every answer I give is Steven, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> right. There would be Reddit threads for days on this episode oh, alone. My God. The, the, then it gets harder. Then it's like, if a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, anything else, what would you want to know? Oh, oh, if it could tell me something about myself? Yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? Well, I mean, that's... Uh, <laughs> that's to wow. ask a crystal ball to tell you something about yourself is different than asking a crystal ball about to tell you about something about the future or something. Yeah, so it, it literally whatever uh, you want. I don't know. That's hard. It's it's scary to ask about the future, isn't it? I, yes. I like I like being yeah. present in the day, yes. every day, and and enjoying it, and savoring it, and appreciating it. And then tomorrow is another day where I can do all of that all over again. And maybe there's a new experience thrown in there. Somewhere. That's just like me, mm. right, Scotty? 
That's right. (laughs) (laughs) See, okay, so that is so interesting because I feel like I just learned so much about you, Scotty, in just Mm. the way you answer that and like how being present is really important for you. Yes. Um, and then, okay, then it gets even deeper. Like one of the the last sets um, oh are questions like, um, when did you last cry in front of another person? When did you last cry by yourself? And, and again, you don't have to answer any of that, but like it uh-huh. gets more and more intimate and then it culminates with an eye staring. So I yeah, don't know no, anyone... I, I have no problem saying when the last time I cried is because I am such an easy crier, it's mm. insane. I yeah. can cry at the same movie that I've seen yeah. dozens upon dozens upon dozens of times and it still moves me to tears. Yes. Can I guess when the last time you cried was? <laughs> sure. When you woke up and saw that I was still in the house. <laughs> no. <laughs> there you have it. The 36 yep. questions that lead to love people, the New York Times. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's uh, really interesting. I'll send you both the the link. It's, it's super cool. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. Um, uh, yeah, please do i would love to do i love that but um scotty how much do you do you enjoy this right now you're like god bless america <laughs> no i, I there, there's a part of it <laughs> he that, literally I, you know, said no the, no there, there there's a part of it that i actually enjoy because um i don't get to do this very often and mm. when i do it's nice to be able to be heard I, and i know have I a have little to, voice i think so too mm, and i I, yeah. I have to say like and i really mean this uh, I'm telling Priyanka because Scotty, I tell this to you all the time. Yeah. Scotty is such an incredible speaker. Like mm. he he mm. is very intelligent, one of the smartest people I've ever known. Mm. And and when he speaks, I'm always like, like when he has an opinion of something or he gets like riled up, he speaks so succinctly and intelligently. I'm like, you need to start like a blog or mm. something because you're really good in interviews or just speaking in general, I'm just blunder all over the place. And I'm like, what's the word I was thinking about? And you're just like, boop, 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 boop. like you create sentences as you speak that are perfectly formed. Well, well I thank know, you. I know Scotty yeah. has to be smart because he's married to you. Like, oh, you wow. need to be like <laughs> a fucking genius to be able to interact with this Sean Hayes character. I'm I don't serious. Know about that. <laughs> he does carry um, on my toes. All right. So I'm now, sure. <laughs> now, listen, literally, because Scotty's shorter than me. So, listen, oh. um, <laughs> that's pretty wow. good. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's great. Gosh. This is great stuff. Yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> not not since Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. <laughs> such horrible banter. Such horrible banter. banter. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. Um, okay. So let's get to like the good stuff. So now, when when we talked about um, with Scotty, because I kind of got the heads up that he was going to be a guest on the show. Um, <laughs> That we, he, you know, Scotty has diabetes. We've talked about Scotty having diabetes since mm-hmm. he's 17 years yeah. old. He first found yeah. out. And then I was like, gosh, we talked about diabetes so much in the show. Mm-hmm. What else could we uncover? And mm-hmm. then, you know, Scotty shared this story with me, which I knew little bits of, but he'll get into it mm. right now about this event. So I, I actually don't think we can talk about diabetes enough because yeah. everybody yeah. has a different story. Everybody has a different relationship with it. And all stories can help other people, which mm-hmm. is the brilliant thing about this show. And just to clarify, Scotty, uh, this is type 1 diabetes, correct? This correct. is insulin-dependent type 1 diabetes, which is, you know, as as we all know, an autoimmune issue. Yeah, um, yes. So, yeah. So what, what exactly happened? Well, we just I, ran out of time. I'm so okay, sorry. It's so good to be here <laughs> to join you all. It's been magical. It's been fun. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> um, no, I uh, just, just uh, like literally the, the quick cliff notes, I was diagnosed in 1987. Okay. Uh, and, you know, basically I went away to spring break, which was down to the Carolinas with a few friends to the beach. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I was there, I couldn't stop going to the bathroom and I, mm-hmm. I had excessive thirst and uh, all those classic signs, mm-hmm. you know, of someone who might in fact be diabetic. Mm-hmm. And when I got back home and walked in, my parents looked at me and I had lost what seemed like just an extraordinary amount of weight in such a short amount of time. I just, mm-hmm. yeah. just it just fell off my body. And, and yeah. I actually recently um, looked at a photo of me from that exact trip uh-huh. and I didn't recognize myself in the photo. Oof. Wow. That's how and that's how thin I was. Remind yeah. me again how old you were at that time when 17. that happened. Okay, seventeen. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Anyway, so I, uh, you know, so of course it happened at such a sort of crucial time in my life as far as Absolutely. my high school life goes. Yeah, and uh, I was in the hospital, and I had my fellow students, friends mm-hmm. coming out to visit mm-hmm. me in the hospital and whatnot. But then I was also in the process of trying to figure out where I was going to go to school. Sure. So eventually, after going through that whole process of uh, applying and so forth, I, I actually ended up going to the University of Iowa mm-hmm. and had four of the best years of my life. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> But, you know, I was a new diabetic Mm-hmm. Insulin-dependent diabetic, mm-hmm. by the way, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. with shots and vials yeah. of insulin that I had to keep right. in the fridge. And yeah. am I going to have a roommate that's okay and cool and not going right. to freak out? So, yeah, Can totally. I ask a question, Scotty, about yeah. that? Like, yeah. Which I've never, I don't think. When you were 17 and you were diagnosed with this, you know, the technology or the advancements aren't what they were now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. then you had to do insulin through a syringe yeah. and you had to kind of like measure it and whatever. Yeah. And before that... Like, how new of technology was even that back then? Or was that just old as as the discovery of diabetes? Well, I can say that insulin was invented in the early 1900s. Prior to the invention of insulin, many people with type 1 diabetes were very sick. And actually, I've, I've lectured about this at UC, that one of the mainstays for treating type 1 diabetes before the invention of insulin was low-carb diets. Yeah. Because they, wow. they found that, you know, the demand for insulin was less if you were eating fewer carbs. So they would put people with type 1 on keto diets to try and keep their wow. glucose levels controlled. And then fortunately, insulin was invented and it was obviously a life-saving medication. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I, you know, I was, I was, uh, it's one of those things where, and I'm kind of this way in life. Mm-hmm. If there's a problem, yeah. I, you know, I, I probably panic a little bit more now than I used to in the past. But okay. if there's a problem, I would just say, okay, this is my reality. I mm. have to do it. Let's mm-hmm. move forward. Mm-hmm. And so I'm in the hospital sticking syringes inside of oranges and apples, trying to figure mm-hmm. out how to, you know, how to give myself a shot. And then, of yeah. course, eventually started giving myself shots, which is, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a weird feeling, sensation, and activity to Absolutely. begin with. So anyway, so I went to school, a new freshman, um, a new diabetic, and (laughs) I, you know, had to struggle a bit with the diabetes because there's this newfound stress that I never had before. Exactly. I'm completely self-sufficient, so I have to, you know, organize my life and figure all that out. And as you know, any kind of stress can affect your blood sugar yes. and sometimes send you plunging down, you know, to yes. um, a low number, and that can be kind of scary. So yes. there was a bit of a bit of a learning curve there for me, and I was able to, you know, kind of figure things out and get settled, I think, fairly quickly until— 
I had one of my first elected classes, which was a like a PE type class. It was racquetball, oh, okay. I think it was. Interesting. And, then, okay. and so I was taking it my freshman year in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I think it was right after breakfast. So but uh-huh. it was early. It was early in the morning. So mm-hmm. I would do that, uh, have breakfast, go play racquetball for my credit of you mm-hmm. know, PE mm-hmm. or whatever. And then I had a huge lecture to go to. It's like 400 people in this giant hall. About racquetball? Or no, 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 oh. no. Another I'm sorry. class. <laughs> after, I, after I took that class, I had to go to another class. Yeah. Okay. Now let's talk about your forum. forum. Yeah. 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 Can yeah. you imagine 400 people listening <laughs> to about racquetball? And, and, and sports shorts and just yeah. like with yes. their rackets, yeah. just breathing heavy. Now let's yeah. get out there. Yeah. yeah. Tightness of the strings. Tightness. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, sorry. Yes. I, I After the racquetball, I went to. Uh, another class that was just a big, it was at a big lecture hall. It was a big you yeah. know, uh, thing. And there were hundreds of students there with me. And in the middle of the lecture, I wasn't aware it was happening, but my sugar was falling. Mm. And and I'm taking notes and I'm kind of in a bit of a trance, you yeah. know, because you just listen and take notes, listen mm-hmm. and take notes, you know, mm-hmm. there's not much engagement. Mm-hmm. And then I passed out. Yeah, I don't know when, wow. but I pa- I passed out during the lecture. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then somehow the lecture ended. Mm-hmm. People around me probably thought I was just a lazy bum freshman mm-hmm. sleeping in class, or hungover, or something, or, mm-hmm. or hungover, or party mm-hmm. too much, or whatever, and left. And yeah. I was there by myself in this lecture hall. Wow. Um, and I I, I somehow I don't know how, but somehow. My body had a little bit of a reserve of energy to kind of sort of wake me up a little wow. bit. I was probably looking through like, you know, squinty eyes. I was yeah. kind of barely had my eyes open. Right, And right. I'm walking around and somehow I got onto an elevator, went back up to the street level, wow. walked across the street to another dorm, the one oh that I, I, I didn't live in this dorm, but they had a, I knew they had a student cafeteria. Yeah. And wow. I, I had to, when I entered, I had to show my student ID and mm-hmm. I had to fill out a meal transfer Wait, slip. Unbelievable. That's crazy. I don't know how, yeah. I don't know yeah. how it all happened. And yeah. then I went through, I picked up all sorts of food from the cafeteria line with my tray, sat down, and I would say a total of about a half an hour transpired where I was completely not aware of what was going on, but I slowly yeah. woke up as my sugar, you know, got back up to a normal yeah. level. Yeah. I slowly kind of woke up mm-hmm. while I was eating. You know, mm-hmm. I literally was just was eating a massive bowl of wow. jello. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I and I looked around me and I had all these empty plates. So I, I clearly stuffed myself with some sort of food yeah. and I woke like, up and yeah. I, I liken it to, or I described it as waking up from a dream, yeah. but you're not sleeping. Oh my goodness. Which is just a weird sensation. I mean, I can only imagine how scary it was to experience that. I mean, first of all, I think it's it's just hard to do freshman year, even if you don't have a diagnosable condition, you know, like you're living in a new place, you're eating food that isn't the food your family made for you. I mean, you're literally like showering and shitting in a new place. I mean, it's... 
you know, unless someone went to boarding school, like college is going to be very different for, for someone, you know, and then yeah. there's on top of that, the learning curve of all when of you get newly diagnosed yeah. with any new condition, right? Like yeah. there is a learning curve. It's all stress induced. All of it. Is yes. Stress. Yeah. And yeah. so I guess it, to me, it's like, I'm imagining, you know, young Scotty, like in this situation, like, know. Breaks you my know, heart every time I hear you know, story. all the, all the, the new variables and the, there wasn't like a friend in the class to be like, hey, yeah. are you okay? Or hey, anything uh, like hey that. 399 assholes. You want to see what's going on with this guy? <laughs> I mean, like, I, didn't, I don't understand. You know, yeah. I'm curious, Scotty, as you recount this story years later, do you notice anything in your body sensation wise? Like when you go back and tell the story again, like, do you feel any signs or symptoms in your body as you recount the story now? Uh, it, it, uh, I think mostly just a little bit of, uh, I, I get scared telling yeah. the story actually, yeah. uh, because I can only recall just little flashes of imagery as yeah. I got into the elevator. And I can, again, I can only imagine what the people on, there were people on the elevator. I yeah. can only imagine wow. what they were yeah. looking at. You yeah. know, they must've yeah. been looking at a kid that was either on drugs or mm. high or, or, you know, uh, drunk <laughs> or hungover. I don't know what, but I don't mm. know how my engagement went mm -hmm. with people as mm -hmm. I, eventually ended up in with a tray full of food yeah. and yeah. a big bowl of jello. So, well, and then so what changed after that experience to make you more just on it and aware so that that wouldn't happen again? I, I think because my learning uh, was so fast and furious while I was in mm. the hospital, yeah. of, you know, I didn't know all the things. I didn't know mm. that, you know, you should probably beef up a little bit on your carb intake for uh, breakfast if you're going to mm. go work out or, right. you know, play racquetball. It's a dream come true to hear that. It's it's a lot to jumble. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, I really do want to honor, however, the part of you that very much wanted to live and yeah. survive oh, because there, yeah. you know, the hypoglycemia can be a life-threatening situation. You know, like the fact that you were still, despite being in a hypoglycemic situation, you still had the wherewithal to know that's, that's I need to go yeah. get food. Yeah. You know, that it's like there is clearly a part of you that truly wanted to be here and live and like make it work, you know, yeah. because yeah. this is a kind of situation that can lead to seizure, even coma, life-threatening illnesses. And so and I, I just and really need, yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. I just want to honor that because yes. um, it's it's truly tremendous. I mean, it's it truly. Is. And yeah. it's amazing that for Scotty, it's amazing Scotty's body and his brain, everything you're saying. But there mm -hmm. was that time, I think I shared on the show already when he did have the seizure and I yeah. went into the other yeah. room and he was like yeah. in a co co coma, yeah. I guess, had to call 911. It was scary. You know, it is, and, and this is the thing, like, I appreciate you coming on the show to share this vulnerability because as you're saying, like, yeah, it's scary to retell the story because every time we retell these stories in some way, like, we do relive them, but yeah. when we're retelling them in a safer space and we're also acknowledging the parts of ourselves that were healed and, yeah. and well enough to allow us to thrive. Like yeah. there is some healing that happens in that, but I, I just want to say thanks. You know? I want to say thanks oh, of to, course. Yeah, and, tra and traveling so far to tell your story, but I just want to say um, <laughs> that to, to, to any like students that, that are listening by any wild chance, you know, 
if you see somebody struggling on a campus, like you never yeah. know what the situation is. Just don't walk by them or like ignore them. Like help yeah. a, help a fella out, help a gal out, help somebody out. You know, yeah. you know, and even if someone, let's say, is drunk or under yeah, the influence, they need help too. You know, everybody deserves kindness. Yes. Offering compassion is not a costly thing. Yeah, you know, even right. if someone is Hallelujah. under the influence, you and also, you know, generally assume the best of people. Yeah, you know? right, right. Except, of course. except for some people, like right. in the business, but generally yeah. assume <laughs> the best. <laughs> well, but look, here, here's something that I think is really important to share with people as well who are diabetics. Some people have self-imposed shame about being a diabetic. Mm. And I say that's the worst thing you can do when you're in a situation where you're by yourself. Yes. You have got to be completely open and share with, you know, like, for example, I was involved in the marching band uh, at the university. So that in and of itself is an extraordinarily physical activity. Yeah, you know, um, we're out there marching on the grounds for hours at a time every single day in the at heat. the ball games, the heat and everything. Yeah. So I made a point of telling everyone in my section that I was diabetic. Mm-hmm. And that's great. I love yeah, that. Yeah. And 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 also I shared with them signs, you know, because that's important mm-hmm. too. I actually did a video recently for World Diabetes Day. I saw um, that. Yeah. It was, yeah and I loved it. Yeah. Thanks. And so I just think it's important to be open and share with people because I think, you know, like I said, someone probably looked at me on that day in college and thought, oh, just another, you know, kid who drank too much last night or whatever. Mm. But I think if you can be honest Mm -hmm. and just share, hey, I hate to be this guy, but I I figured it might save my life. So I just want you to know I'm diabetic. I'm insulin dependent. And if you see me sort of, you know, having signs of like a little bit of withdrawal, quiet or whatever, check in with me or just say, hey, are you feeling okay? How's your sugar doing? And yes. Then, yes. You know, let's let's keep the sugar in check. I love, love, love what you're saying. It takes a lot of love for yourself to have the courage to show those parts of yourself that are more vulnerable, but it's actually very empowering. Yeah. To, yeah. And, and to model that for others as well. Yeah, my, a lot of people probably think it's like, oh, I don't want to draw attention to myself or I don't want to be so yeah. selfish to think that I have, like, I'm needy, needy, needy. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's the opposite. You're actually mm-hmm. helping, you're helping yourself before, you, you know, with a medical condition and, and including everybody around you. It can only mm-hmm. help you and everybody with more information. Yeah, absolutely. And I and I was I was that person because I grew up an only child. So I mm-hmm. didn't have brothers or sisters to lean on. Mm-hmm. And I was a latchkey kid. So mm-hmm. I was always home before my parents from work. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would do my homework and chores and all that sort of stuff. But I grew up being very self sufficient, self-reliant, mm-hmm. all those mm-hmm. things. And right. if I needed yeah. something, I took care of it. If I, you know, I didn't feel yeah. good, I, you know, if my mom or dad wasn't around, I would look in the medicine cabinet for some aspirin. I, whatever yeah. it was, mm-hmm. I was always self-sufficient. Yeah, so so something for you to work on, and I, we could talk about this off the show, I'm always trying to get Scotty to ask for help when he needs it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's what I was getting at, is that by offering my sort of, you know, volunteering that I had this disease with my mm-hmm. bandmates, it actually came in handy a few times, yeah. you know, not not in any kind of serious way, but there were a few times where I, you know, we're on the road with the football team or something, yes. and it's getting close to mealtime, and we're all on, you know, big, huge buses and we're about to stop to get food for everybody, they would say, let Scotty go first before the yeah. 300 other band members so that mm, he could eat. So yeah. it was nice. always, it was yeah. always, um, I, I found that just um, 
I don't know. I, I'm glad I did it. And I just encourage people to yeah. don't be so selfish. Don't be so mm. proud. There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with volunteering the fact that you've got something that other people can help you with in a very mm-hmm. easy way. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. Now, you came in to university or college already knowing or at least getting some training around how to handle your insulin and, and the basics of type 1. I'm curious, did you rely on the university clinic system or the university health system at all to help you? from time to time? Truthfully, I don't think I ever did. And I I don't think it was necessarily uh, wrongful of me to not. I I think I I had access to reaching out to a doctor, you Mm -hmm. know, that I had in case any other questions came up. But I, I truthfully don't think I ever went to a clinic while I was there, thank God, or even for mono for that reason. You know, right, I, had, right. I had no reason to go to the hospitals uh, as far as I can recall. So, Well, it's been my sort of like professional view that a lot of times the university health clinics, they might be understaffed and they, yeah. they're just not yeah. that well I, equipped. Yeah, I told you, you mine know? would always just go, whatever the issue was, here's some Sudafed, call us tomorrow. Oh my gosh, like, same thing for me and Why ice Sudaf- packs. Like, yeah, I, they. <laughs> I remember I once had a panic attack in college and I went to the health center and I was like, I think I'm almost dying. Like, I need help. Here's some ice. And they didn't do any labs. They gave me an ice pack. They told me to lay down. (laughs) I was like, dude, I need to get my thyroid checked. I don't need an ice pack. It's nothing a good ice pack can't take care of. Yeah. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Oh, my gosh. Well, actually, just uh, playing off of that, um, I think, yeah, it had to have been the second semester of my freshman year. Uh-huh. And I had my own room then. So, okay. And it was mostly because I was still a little self-conscious about having mm-hmm. syringes, mm-hmm. Lying, yeah. you know, like yeah. in my, my, my drawer, you know, in the drawers, mm-hmm. and I had insulin in the fridge mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. Right, right. I just thought I'd love to have the medical privacy of just mm-hmm. having my own single room. Yeah, yeah, totally. But what I realized, um, I was going to class and then I'd come back to the room, say around 3.30 or 4, depending on when my day mm-hmm. was done. Yeah. And I could not do anything but lay down and fall asleep. And mm-hmm. it wasn't my sugar, but I just had zero energy. And it mm-hmm. just hit me like a ton of bricks at that point mm-hmm. in my life in college. Oh. And then, of course, I went back and did a checkup with the doc. And I told him all of this. I said, Doc, I tell you, I just, I don't have a lot of energy in the afternoons and I just pass out. He mm-hmm. says, let's check your thyroid. Sure enough, I, had a, I was you had low a, it thyroid. It was a thyroid. <laughs> yeah. 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 So and then once I got, once I got, you know, the Synthroid uh, in me, from that point on, I was like, oh, God, I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, yeah. So. totally. Talking about problems, let's oh solve some and bring it home with a game. Yes, let's, let, <laughs> let's play Dr. Wally's Hall of Fame. You're each going to get three questions. And if you don't know the answer, you know to guess because I give possible points for creativity. Sean, okay. are you ready? What? Let's do this. Me? I go first. Okay, I'm ready. You go first, as usual. Okay, first question for Sean. Eating improperly cooked shellfish, such as oysters, for example, yeah, yeah. can lead to outbreaks of yeah. this highly contagious virus had it. that causes watery diarrhea yes, for 48 to 72 hours. Hepatitis A, B, C. <laughs> no, no. Uh, yeah, uh, no. if you eat that, bad that shellfish, a, you can so, get hep- hepatitis. So that's a really good guess. Okay, but, but I'm wait, actually. But I'm not done. This Here's is the, the leading cause of foodborne disease outbreaks. Okay, okay it's oh. called Salmonella or Ebola. 
Okay, so neither of those are viruses. Okay, but let me finish. Perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> those so, are bacteria. Oh, so the, 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 the virus is. Oh God, I'm gonna kick myself. I'll give what you a hint. It was yeah. named after this uh, city in Ohio. Um, uh, uh, it, the, no, <laughs> no, it's Cleveland disease. So it was named after the city of Norwalk, Ohio. Oh well, Norwalk, of course. I have no idea what is it. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> okay, it's it's called norovirus. Oh, and, norovirus. Yeah. yeah, norovirus is a very common virus. And you get it from shellfish? That is one of the many ways that you can get it. Um, improperly cooked food. It tends to occur in people that are living in very close quarters. So like college uh, environments, cruise ships is another uh, one. Oh, yeah, that's my oh, there you go. Also, if you, you know, if you order um, shellfish by yourself and you eat alone and you don't share it with anybody, it's really shellfish of you. All right. <laughs> there we go, ladies okay. and gentlemen. Look at this look, is the show. just a little window into <laughs> we'll our We'll be life. here all week. <laughs> of what it's okay. like sitting on the couch. Okay. <laughs> Second question, Sean. On what sitcom did Kirk Cameron play the character Mike Seaver? Uh, of course I know it. Yes, uh, you know. Growing I know pains. you know. Growing yes, pain. that's correct. Okay. Third question. At the end of the bucket list, what kind of coffee does your character place next to Jack Nicholson's ashes? Oh, it's not. Looks like um, Scotty knows it. Wait, it's not. It's not Folgers. I think I do. Oh, uh, uh, ch uh, chock, chock, chock full of nuts or something like That's that. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Very good. A, okay. Two that. out of three. Ain't okay. Bad. Scotty, are you ready? <laughs> yes, I'm ready. Okay, first just a, question. Just a little thing to note. I know you said two out of three, but the first one I came up with a lot of like great answers. Okay. Oh good. yeah, you know what? Sure. That is true. Wrong I will. Half, I will half. give you a creativity point. That's okay. fine. Okay, okay. So Sean gets three. Very nice. Okay. Okay, Scotty. First question: Erythrocyte is the scientific name for what type of cell? Erythrocyte. I can spell it if that would be helpful. Sure. Erythrocyte, E-R-Y-T-H-R-O-C-Y-T-E, erythrocyte. It's the scientific name for what type of cell in the human body? I'm going to have to say, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to? Wait, can I guess? Wanna, I yeah. honestly don't know. You, I, I was thinking urethra, but... Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that's okay, the closest I'll thing I could think Urethra so Franklin. So yeah. it's a cell. It's a specific colored cell. Yeah. A, a red cell or white yeah, cell? Yeah, it, it, that's correct. It's a red blood cell. So okay. from the Greek word erythro, which is red, and site is cell, it refers to the red color of hemoglobin, which uh, uh. is one of the proteins in blood that has a red color. Okay, All right. Second question. Which 1982 sitcom theme song begins with the lyric... Making your way in the world today oh, takes please. everything you've got. <laughs> that would be cheers. Oh, that is wow. correct. Oh, yes. We watch yes. it a lot. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, we do. One okay. of my favorite shows. Yeah. Third question. In the children's book Plum that you co-wrote yes. with Sean, what is the name of the orphanage Plum is at? <laughs> oh, the, the Mary Hayes Orphanage. <laughs> no, no. What? Wait. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Mary... Fitzgerald. That is orphanage. correct. That's Mary yes, Fitzgerald. Yes. <laughs> okay, right. so actually, you guys are kind of tied. Yeah. This is kind of yeah. tied. It's kind of tied. Um, yeah, a little bit of a tie. It's why we're a match. Yeah, yes. Okay. <laughs> we're tied. So, tiebreaker. Okay, so first person answered correctly or close enough wins. Okay. Are you both ready? Yes. Ready. Okay. Which Charles Dickens novella features the ghosts of Christmas past, present, oh. and future? It's called A, a, a Christmas Story. Scrooge. 
<laughs> Christmas story. Wait, is it a Christmas story? So what is it called? The, it's, not well, neither of it. Is you right. guys are cl- what did you say, Sean? Scrooge. No. So the answer both. Wait. Of oh wait, it's called. Wait, it's the most famous. I know. What? I, what do I? You keep, got the first two. It's I'm a freak. Christmas. Carol. But Carol. That is correct. Scott yes, got it. Yes, it's a Christmas Wait, Carol. It's the most famous story <laughs> in the whole world. You guys both like Christmas story. Christmas story. Why in the world? I do not think of that. I keep thinking of the movie. The movie. The, Christmas uh, story. Uh, the, uh, the sequel of A Christmas Story. Yeah. Christmas it's, just came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a sequel yeah, yeah, yeah. to a Christmas oh, Story. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um. Okay, so, Scotty, you won. Congratulations. Yes, thank You're in Dr. Wally's Hall of Fame. So well As deserved. Usual. But you also just win in life. Yes. You do win yes. in life, and you win in this marriage more than I. Have. Yes. Well, and you and you've you've won pretty well yourself. Well, that is true. That is true. I probably I probably won the most. Yes. That is true. All right, get a that room, you guys. Okay. All so right. listen, Zoe, Scotty, stay on. We're gonna. I'm okay. gonna have. I have some questions for Priyanka. Okay. Nobody ever asked Priyanka questions, so this is kind of no. Fun for me. No one ever asked so, me any questions. Priyanka, um, I'm going to you know score you today, like you always yeah. score I me. I hope we'll do. I'll do my best. And since you always tease me about how bad my memory is, I thought it was. Time to quiz you on hypochondriac knowledge. Okay, ready? Oh my Ooh. goodness. I'm not going to remember anything, but we'll see. <laughs> no, join, join the club. All right, Who's your number, co-host? Here's the first one. <laughs> Wait, which celebrity told the story of her dental implants and how she was left with a hole in her face? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, I literally... Yeah. The reason I know this, it's it's Maim, right? Yeah. Bialik? That's right. Mayim. You know why? Because literally, I got my teeth cleaned like two yeah. weeks ago, yeah. and I was telling my dentist she about was the, the podcast. No. no, no, no. I was, and I wanted to like tell him about something that he could relate to. And I was like, actually, we just had Maim on the show, and she was talking about her dental implants. You know, Isn't and he was wild? like, oh, cool, I'll check I it know. out. <laughs> I think about stuff like that all the time because of the show. Oh. All right, number two. That's one point. I'll give you one point. Number two. Okay. In the Anders Holmes episode, I talk yeah. about getting an ear infection. How did yeah. I get it? Oh, I know how you 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 make your dog lick you. That's how you get your. We just talked about this because you you got you got an eye infection because your dog licked your eye and well, licking your ears. It's like all the orifice. Like yeah, yeah no, like I mean I can't about. help. I can't help it. I love the dog, you so he licks my it. face. He licks my face. Wait, you know? let's talk about boundaries. <laughs> you talk to me all the time about boundaries. Yeah, I I remember that because it like reminded me of these cases that I had in residence of people that like had wounds and then they would let their dogs lick their wounds and then they get like super infected. I would never do that. Okay, well, we'll see about that. That's that's so gross. (laughs) All right, number three. Good, you got two out of three so far. Um, Alexandra Daddario came on the podcast to talk about her experience with acupuncture. What surprising spot did she get an acupuncture needle placed? Oh my gosh, that... How could you forget this? This, yeah, the answer... The answer is her taint... Oh, yeah, that's and right. her taint. she got she got a a point an acupuncture point put on her taint. A taint, yeah. And that taint for me. It, it taint I'll for never me. forget that. <laughs> I taint doing it. I taint doing it. <laughs> um, I, I'll never forget this because I share office space with an acupuncturist, and I've gotten acupuncture done lots of times, never on my taint. And yeah. I want to know what it feels like. Oh, but God. I remember she. Well, I don't. <laughs> no. Hey, two, oh I, I have a bonus question. Okay, bonus, I have a bonus, bonus. point. But, well, but I have two bonus. What is the medical term for taint? Oh, shit. Oh, um, ooh. <laughs> um, I think it's called your perineum. That's right. 
Okay. Wow. God, okay. she knows everything. She knows everything. Wow. You, you know why it took me a minute? Because when I was a med student and we were doing gross anatomy, you know, th- we're like looking at the cadaver yeah. and we're like trying to name the parts to study for it. And you're like, can I check and out I the And I remember tank? my study buddy... <laughs> would always be like, this is this, this is this. And then when it came to the perineum, she'd be like, and that's the taint. And then like, go on. She would never say the word perineum. So perineum. I actually remember it more as taint <laughs> because than of that. I do perineum. Isn't that yeah. association? I love that. <laughs> All right. So for, for the final question, final bonus point. Okay. What do you think is my most commonly used phrase on the show? You have one guess. Oh, man. Okay. Well, I, I think it's, um, I mean... Fans have called in about this, but it's like my penis hurts. Um, we actually have a clip to play. What? Okay, what let's is play happening? Okay, oh let's my listen. goodness. That hurts my penis. What? <laughs> Even the phrase spinal fluid hurts my penis. It, it, it's easy to remember. It rhymes with penis. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, for you, everything rhymes with penis. God, oh, it, makes yeah. me, it makes my penis hurt. It hurts my penis when we talk about eye stuff. <laughs> oh, God, it makes my penis hurt. I know you're cringing. It's it awful. hurts my penis. That's right. Yeah. That's okay. Right. Oh my god! We got every single, every single one right. That's oh amazing. If taken out of context, this yeah. could be like just yeah, exactly, exactly. It's a medical show. I'm talking about how my brain works in connection with things that get sensitive when we talk yeah. about sensitive subjects. Totally. That's and I, I loved, I loved that you said that mm-hmm. because then we had all these other colors people who didn't have penises that yeah. would talk about how they would get these sensations in their genitals when, when they would experience about, like yeah. gross things and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that yeah. crazy? The, well, yeah. on that note, Scotty. <laughs> Listen, speaking of uh, Scotty Mario, never hurt uh, my penis. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty, thank you for being here. I love you very much. And, I love uh, you. I'll thank see you, you in the I love kitchen. I you too. I'll see you in the kitchen yeah. right after this. I'll see you around the dinner table. I'll see you, right <laughs> uh, I'll see you in a bit, honey. Thank you so much. I love you. <laughs> okay. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Wasn't that great? Oh, my gosh. We need to have more family members on this show. I swear to God. It's fun. It's interesting, right, to get to know, like, people through other people. Now, I'm curious, Sean, for you, was there anything about Scotty that you learned today that you didn't already know? Or was this all, like, this is all stuff you knew? Oh, no, that's a good question. Um, I didn't know, and I'm going to talk to him right after this to just Mm -hmm. clarify. I didn't know that he makes people aware of his diabetes. Uh-huh. Like, um, although he's not in those situations a lot, like where he's like, because he works from the home, from home. Right, he's, right, right. he's a composer mm-hmm. and he writes music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he's never really in like, you know, big in- environments or like a right. lecture hall, like Groups. he was saying, or like a big, yeah. you know, marching band. So I didn't know he used to do that. That was kind of interesting and mm-hmm. super smart and amazing advice for anybody with diabetes. Definitely. Definitely. I could learn a thing or two from that. Like I have a bunch of food allergies, for example. So I'll get kind of self-conscious about being like, hey, I, you know, I have yeah, these yeah. food allergies. But like, yeah, I should take a note from Scotty as well and just be like, hey, this is the deal. And I think the overall note is everybody just take care of yourself. Like you mm, said, don't, it's preach. not, it's yeah. not like it's not a bad thing or a selfish thing or like a, it's, it's a great thing. I know a lot of people are like, Ooh, but I don't, I want to put myself second. No, by putting yourself first, yep, you're putting yourself second. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. By putting yourself first, you are then available to do the thing that you really want to do, which is take care of other people. And you're showing up way more authentically because you've taken care of your That's own needs. That's right. That's right. So, I love that. And with that note, we hope you take care of yourself in yes. the new year. Here's to a great 2023 for everybody. Thank you, as always, for listening. We love you, our listeners. We love love. We love everything. We love everybody. So until next time, don't worry. Be healthy. Bye, guys. Bye. 
Hypochondriactor is a Hazy Mills production hosted by me, Sean Hayes, and Dr. Priyanka Wally. Rebecca Eisenberg and Todd Milliner are our executive producers. Production and editing is by Rabbit Grin Productions. Original music by Scott Eisenogle and Leo Rosner. This is a Hazy Mills production. <laughs>